This is Pastor Chris C. and this is the fourth edition of Corona Conversations. We're all trying to stay sane. And as Christians, the best way to stay sane is to lift our head up from our own problems, our own struggles, our own uh, stir craziness and the places that we think we might lose it and go, hey, what's happening for others and how do we help them? So um, it's been really uh, a joy to lean in and help in Argentina and Palestine and Israel and India and find ways that we can uh, be a part of a big global community. And today um, we get to talk with one of my dearest friends, David Gungers in New York City. He's had uh, a pretty adventurous few weeks. We're really excited uh, as a community at Ecclesia because he leaned in and offered a gift for us. We're going to talk about it. Uh, this beautiful song, we're going to make it through. And uh, David has been a bit sick, and he'll tell us a little bit more about it. David, thanks for joining us. Um, we've been doing these calls and just finding out how people are doing. So it just made sense to get to get a few minutes with you. So, so tell me first, how are you? Chris, I am smiling with the biggest smile on my face because I love you dearly <laughs> and I am just, you are making my day a better day. Um, I'm, I'm going to say this. I can't remember the last time um, I had like good text mix. It just feels mm. so long ago and yeah. just hearing your voice, it just, it like is bringing me so much joy, but I'm also craving like chips and salsa, a margarita, maybe even some guac. You know, I'm going to find that's, a way. That's all I'm, I'm gonna, thinking of. I'm going to find yeah. a way. I don't even know how to do it, but I've been getting stuff everywhere. So I'm going to find a way. I'm not sure. And somebody, somebody yeah. that's listening yeah. can tell me, best Tex-Mex in New York City. Somebody let me know, a legit Texan that actually knows. And uh, there was a place I went and watched, actually. It wasn't totally legit. But when I was, I was actually preaching for you guys, actually, and the Texans were playing. And I looked for a place where the Texans were playing, and it was pretty legit. I went and watched the game there, and everybody there was from Houston. The person that owns it's from Austin. I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember the name. I'm gonna send you some of that. So get ready. I love um, it. We get a few I things to send you, but we've been praying for you. David came down with the COVID symptoms uh, a little more than 14 days ago, um, and so tell us about your health, your family. Where, where's everybody at in yeah. the journey right now? Yeah, I mean, so the the interesting thing. Um, has been this, you know, the virus, the thing about it in New York has been so many unknowns. And then the tricky thing about being able to get a test. Um, so for instance, we had a parishioner, I work, our children's minister, her husband works at Google and, uh, he got sick near like the very end of February, beginning of March. And he had been traveling on business, came back. And he thought he had it. He quarantined. We, you know, we thought, okay, he's, this is the first person that we kind of know that has those symptoms. And he got really sick. I mean, like 103 temperature for multiple nights and just really sick. And they were in isolation as a family for essentially the whole month. Wow. Um, but even him being that sick, they had told him, um, well, the only way for him to get a test would be to come to the hospital, but don't come to the hospital unless you really have a hard time breathing yeah. because it's too overwhelmed or you could spread it to someone else. So in him trying to be, um, you know, a, a good citizen and a good neighbor, uh, they stuck it out at home. Their whole family got it and they were never able to be tested. The same thing, um, with multiple parishioners where getting very sick and it just is kind of going all around. So I had heard these stories 
we were at home really trying to, we were, you know, self, the city kind of was on, we called it on pause. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, I woke up in the middle of the night um, and I had these stomach pains that I thought, maybe did I eat was it food poisoning or something? I couldn't tell what was going on. I was in all kinds of pain. I didn't sleep all night. Uh, that was weird. Um, and then the next day, I kind of felt better, just like I was tired and that stuff. And then I ended up watching the, you know, I, I put on the news and one of our parishioners is uh, a news anchor and she was interviewing someone and they said, well, if you can't, if you can't smell or, or taste, that's a lot of times uh, an indicator. And I had remembered that just a few days earlier, I was taking out the trash and my wife was like, that smells terrible. And I thought, I can't smell a thing. Hmm. And so I automatically started doing the smell test all over. And I, and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't smell candles. I can't smell tiger ball. It's no anything. Wow. So I thought, all right, it's, it's better. I better be safe. And like, uh, our neighbors were out of town. Most of just to give like a little bit of a setting. I'm in uh, New York and Chelsea at a place called general seminary. And at, at general seminary, just to give a little bit in our building, um, it's four floors and there's a two, two apartments on each floor. And by that time, uh, it was only us and one other person. And now pretty much we have the entire building to ourselves because people got it and then they left or they had gone by family and they're just like, they did not want to be in New York. So we, on one end, we're very blessed to have neighbors that were like, use our apartment. That's fine that I could isolate. Um, but then I got really sick, got a fever, got chills and I had gotten stomach stuff. And then my eye got infected and then just like incredible sickness to where then it moved to the chest cough and just, just the whole gambit. Um, finally, by the end of the week, I had to get ready for Easter. And part of that whole thing and where you kind of come into play was right when I got sick, you would, you had reached out to me, I, I think before I got sick, just asking how we were doing, how the test was. And when I did start to isolate me and you were kind of texting back and forth and you had sent my family like food for the whole week uh, through like Venmo. And then another parishioner reached out from you guys and just blessed our family so much. And so I'm getting ready for Easter on our end. And I had said, uh, you know, I called friends because I couldn't go anywhere. And so we had to figure out how we were going to do streams. And I had just called a lot of different friends from all around the world. And I wrote a song for Easter, kind of specifically for uh, my own community, just because we had all felt like, I don't know, there's, there's not a lot of, um, until there's large testing, it just feels like so much unknown and so much anxiety around that. Yeah. So wrote a song to try to address that anxiety with the themes of Easter. And then you had reached out where you said, I can have a, a, someone to actually help edit this, which our friend Brian, mutual friend did an amazing, amazing job with this yeah. video. So and it was so cool to be able to collaborate from afar and feel like we were partnering, but also really leaning on others because I, I didn't have a lot of ability at the time. So then Kate, that week, uh, so you crushed those high week, notes with, with the COVID. I just want to be clear. Like, we say, we say it with COVID. Yes. <laughs> um, but then, but then what ended up happening was, uh, Kate, you know, it was funny because in our videos, like the, I think we had to, I recorded over a few days because I was just so tired. Um, but she, she had come in on like a Wednesday or Thursday and recorded with her uh, bandana where I, I'm kind of r like running uh, our, our stuff from this apartment, from our neighbor's apartment. And then she got sick and she got a fever and then the kids all got fevers. 
And then I started feeling better, which is great. And really, our family is doing well, although we've been, we haven't left our apartment. We're, we're six people, so it's four kids, my wife and I. And we're in uh, probably about an 800-square-foot apartment hmm. um, that is two bedrooms. And the kids aren't, aren't allowed to go to school, obviously. So we've been doing the school at home thing. And then, uh, we've had, uh, we haven't been able to leave the house or like go outside at all, but even for packages or deliveries or whatever, for groceries, those types of things. Um, when you send food, we have to have our neighbors go pick it up from another building and they come and they drop it off at our front door. Um, so we're fine. We're good. Uh, the kids are, are, um, you know, we're trying to, we, we have a little trampoline where we make them all do uh, a lot of jumping jacks on the, on the trampoline and we try to get creative with art and that type of thing. Um, but the main obstacle right now is just the mental space of trying not to go crazy of, yeah. uh, with each other and with kids, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of have told you like the, the, some of the things that you take for granted when you can't go outside and like, you know, even, um, in New York right now, our building that we live in, we're in an old seminary. So the building, most of the buildings are like over a hundred years old. And our heat comes from these like radiators that are in the apartments. Yeah. I've seen them. Um, kind old, of in old, room. old, old. Yeah. Yeah. So and so our, so this last week, um, you know, there's like at the, at the seminary, there's not as many uh, people. So it's essentially closed, you know? So we usually, um, we're dependent on when, when they try to put on the heat or the, or the air conditioner or anything like that. Now we don't, we only have window units, but it's kind of getting a warmer weekend and, uh, they had the heat on like full blast. But the problem was our, our radiator broke to where it was probably like 60, 65 degrees outside, but then the heat was just full blast. Oh, Lord. And everybody, and my wife and I would call, we said, yeah. And we're going, can you please? And it's dry, you know, dry old school, like heat. And where we, we called the front desk. We said, can you please get someone to come and, and be able to turn off the heat? And they just said, no, which is like, I mean, on one end it's safe and it's fine. And it's a first world problem on another end. Those little type of things make oh. you go crazy. Oh. <laughs> just you just like, went from purgatory to hell, literally, literally. Yeah, the heat turned every, every, up, every, and you went from purgatory <laughs> to hell. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so you've got you're trying to balance. Like I've got the air conditioning running on blast while, like in the window unit, while the heater's on full blast, and it's just you're just like the kids are you know going crazy. You're just like. <laughs> oh, Lord. oh Lord, I can't even believe. So talk to me and I want to talk Enneagram about this too, but first that, you know, the, the song, I mean, it, well, part of it, just you're an eight, I'm an eight. Uh, some people hate us, right? Cause we, I don't know. Yeah. I, th I think we're, we're really friendly, but some people think we're eight holes sometimes cause we kind of know what we want to yeah. do, but in crisis, we're pretty good to have around, right? Cause we just know what to do. <laughs> so, so like you just know, like, uh, it doesn't matter if I got the COVID, I like, I got to write an anthem, right? I got to get, I got to get my people through this, right? So you write this yeah. freaking song. That's just like from my community, it's like, people are just, uh, they can't stop playing it. Right. I mean, we're literally, I shared it with you. I sent you a text message. Like I went and preached for the hospital they built at the stadium, right? For the medical staff. And I mean, I played the song. I mean, just not a dry eye in the house, right? 
Because people are just like, that's what we need to hear. We're going to make yeah. it through. So we've ordered a sign just so, you know, I'll send you a photo when it's done. That's going to go Ecclesia, their downtown campus, right? It's right on the freeway. And it's just a big, we're going to make it through sign. We're going to hang it on the building, you know? And uh, oh, I love it. it's just, you know, it's, it's instantly become an anthem for us. So one, yeah. thank you for writing it. Thank you for sharing it with us. Thank you for getting amazingly talented friends to contribute. So that makes it just so beautiful and melodic. And I never, I've always liked Matt Marr's voice, but wow. Oh my gosh, that guy. Just great. I mean, yeah. just, yeah. And you nailing those high notes with the COVID, but what, what's it feel like when you're an eight and you're just like, this is what I got to do. I mean, how, how did that happen? Well, <laughs> So just, this has been, um, I, I feel like just as you said, when, when things become in crisis mode, the one thing that happens for me is no pressure, no diamonds. So yeah. right when you feel like you're like, okay, I now have a clear vision for really what needs to be done Yeah, that you can really sometimes focus better or yeah. clearer. Totally. And, and so for us, I think Easter was one of those things where we're like, okay, we know, um, it's a celebration, but then there's also this thing where like, it's, it's not a normal type of celebration Easter thing, because some people are grieving, they've lost loved ones or they're sick or they've got a fever themselves. And so how do you manage that? tension. And so for me, it felt like I, I wrote, wrote the song and I wrote one version. And then I always send things um, to friends and let them kind of critique it. And so what's funny is I, I wrote it, I sent it to John, I sent it to Kate, I kind of came up with some different verse things. And then Matt uh, listened to it and he kind of, he had heard the first two parts of the chorus and then on the back, he's, he's, he this little line that said, um, uh, "Love will do what it takes yeah. um, to get me to you. We're going to make it through." And he, it changed this whole thing for me, and I loved it. And I was just like, "Matt, can you do this?" And you know, it's funny because like I'm getting all these like amazing professional musicians, and I was like, "Hey, Matt, you know, this is my budget. I could I could pay you this." And Matt just said right away, he goes. Listen, whatever you're going to pay me, just put it in the COVID relief fund. Give it yeah. to someone who needs it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, and that was the spirit of it. That was like this thing where I was like, oh man, like to be working with people that all like, they didn't care about like name recognition or anything like that. They were just like, let, they understood, they got it. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's Matt. So then the funny thing is like, even we did the Easter version and the next day, John, my, my like kind of partner in music, I was like, man, you know, I like it, but I feel like some of the verses, like you kind of made too Easter centric. So it's that. So he kind of tells me, so I wrote a whole new version this week. <laughs> <laughs> so the first line, right? Roll the stone away. So I'll do another brilliant version. Yeah. He said, I mean, it's good. He's like, he's like, you don't want it to just be one time thing. Yeah, 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 and so I, yeah. I kind of came up with a new version, which that's what you feel like good friends of people that make their do. It doesn't mean that that version was bad. Totally. You go, oh, it's good for this specific thing. And then you're going to keep working and keep doing things and keep creating. So the cool thing is I I feel like part of this is just friendships is and kind of community wise is that you can lean into friendships and communities and people who inspire you um, still, even though we're maybe not in person and be open to how, how can we do things better? It's the same thing with the video. The video came out so well because you had said, 
what if I help you with this video? Cause you knew that oh, you were kind of overwhelmed with all that we could do. Yeah. Um, and that's where Brian comes in and he's able to do what he does so well that happens from friendships and communities and, and also willing to trust people with, with what they do so well with skill. We, we have the coolest friends, right? I mean, you just, like, I just think of the it's friends that live true. around you, all of our friends, like we have really cool friends. They're great friends. And, uh, and in yeah. a season where, I mean, a lot of these people, we don't see them all the time, right? I mean, your musical partner yeah. hadn't lived close to you. And how, I mean, how long since? Ever, we've, I mean, since childhood. We have never, <laughs> since we've done brilliance, we've never lived in the same city. Yeah. And, and your partners in, in everything that you do, you know, you're constantly interacting. So yeah. it's a good reminder yeah. for us, those of us that are feeling alone. It's like, we can still accomplish something really big, right? And you didn't, you didn't see anybody face to face, face except for Kate, right? And even then, right. <laughs> you're recording that. And even then, we weren't really face to face. I mean, scarf we to the, scarf through the door. The yeah. Oh, it's exactly. Just, it's just crazy. So hopefully, I mean, it's an anthem. It fits who we are. It's all of that. But uh, but it's even yeah. it's even more in the sense that it's a reminder. It's kind of a model for us for how we get through. So the family stir crazy. Yeah. I'm assuming other people in the congregation are stir crazy. I mean, Michael's got four kids now in a really tiny apartment. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he says he's holding up, but is he just being optimistic or is he like, actually, is he still a sane human being who's able to pastor? Well, yeah. I feel like Michael has done, and this is where, you know, different cool things have come about where Michael, I've had to lean more into production on Sunday morning and trying to figure out how to make Sunday work. Yeah. And that's a lot more time normally than what I would have to do on a Sunday. I have more focus on other things during the week. Um, because I, you know, for Sunday morning, a lot of times you're like, okay, you're working with other musicians while you're there you prep for that. But this is like a lot of editing, a lot more prep, but Michael has really leaned into, and it's really helped, um, kind of empowering people within our own congregation. Yeah. Where we do a thing called the eights every morning, every night. Um, Kate's been a part of that where she helps lead it, where people are able to check in via um, uh, Zoom calls, you know, and uh, have prayer and have those types of things, as well as um, really leaning into uh, how to do ministry when you can't see each other. It's really hard. I mean, it's a brand new thing, but, um, and it takes a lot of different types of creativity um, and a lot of different type of, you know, new communication. Um, but it's hard because I mean, you know, this people are going to be while they're in this time, um, they're still going to have marriage issues or still going to have, uh, anxiety or, and those might, you know, bubble up even more right now. So people's problems don't just go away. A lot of times they can kind of in that place, Michael will say it this way, where some people who are, let's say very isolated and alone, they feel this great sense of um, a type of isolation that can feel suffocating. Yeah. But then on the other side of it, there are some people like my family where you're together all the time and it's a different type of suffocation. You're like, I need some space right now. Yeah. I need to get out of here, but we can't. But on both sides, you feel like you're needing air, right? Wow. And you, 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 feel, that, you feel that need yeah. um, for somewhat of relief. Yeah, I share this in the, you know, the sermon today, but, um, you know, there's this uh, whole principle that came out of the Vietnam uh, prisoners of war, right? And they basically just, um, they asked 
you know, what, what was the difference between the people that made it through, you know, being a prisoner of war and the people that didn't? And they said that the problem was uh, the people that didn't make it were most of the optimists, right? And the optimists were all like, this is going to be over by Easter. This is going to be over by summer. This is going to be over by the fall. And then when every yeah. one of those deadlines hit and passed, like they just, they couldn't take it, right? It was just such a disappointment. And, uh, and they got flung into despair, right? So it's this crazy challenge right now to figure out, like, how do we balance somewhere in between? You know, what, what does our hope look like if our hope is not, we're not hoping that it's going to be over in two weeks. We're actually putting our hope in something that's more eternal so that whether it's two weeks or, again, people even hate to say it, but it's like, if it's two years, right? Then you're like, what, yeah. what do we do? Well, you know, I, it's... How do we how do we live day to day in a way that and I know like when you're cooped up in a small apartment, I'm praying you get fresh air soon. So keep us updated on what the date is um, that you think fresh air is going to happen, and we're all going to celebrate with you. In the meantime, we got a few Thank things you. we want to bless you with, so we want to send you some more uh, food, and then we're going to send you something to bless some of the uh, folks in your congregation. So I'm going to send you fifteen hundred dollars worth of gift cards at this Home Chef thing. It's one of those meal prep oh things my just that you can send to different oh. people. So you guys can get some and you can send them to people. So just something else to have fun and the kids can, <laughs> but the kids incredible. get to choose some people. So the kids get to say, Hey, we want to, I want to send one to one of my friends. So all the kids get to get involved in that. So, oh um, so just, That's incredible, those are their digital uh, codes and they're going to be coming your way so that you can just, just pull okay. the kids in and find some people to bless. I'm looking at their uh, menu right now. And there's like a oh. chili lime salmon that I'm just wanting to crush so bad. And there's a bone in pork chop and, um, yeah, oh my barbecue gosh. beef meatloaf. And, uh, and it's just tons of that. And then they just have like protein packs where you can just give me meat and fish and I'll figure out how to cook it. So you can do it either way. Um, so we're going to send you some of those, tell the kids to, you know, just random people that they think, Hey, these people could use a, yeah. a blessing right now. And, uh, Oh my gosh. And then, uh, and if we all need to chip in and get you a spin bike or something too, I don't know where you'd put it, but, um, uh, but if you figure out the place, we're all buying spin bikes down here, but we're in Houston. We have more square footage. So, um, yeah. a lot of my friends are buying the Peloton. I bought the super cheap Amazon one, but it's, it's, it's yeah. working so far. Cause if it rains, Good. For like more than three days, we're all going to lose our minds here. So we're just trying yeah. to, we're just trying to hold on. So, so just know oh we're holding God. on with you. Give the whole family my love. Um, thanks for coming on. I, I should tell you in New York, just as I think about New York and we're talking just a few weeks ago, I had on this same podcast, my good friend, Lisa Moed. Uh, who lives in Israel. Her parents live in New York and, uh, and you could tell these stories over and over again, but you know, they live in a senior high rise. That's all people that are seniors. And uh, her mom has come down with it. Her mom's currently in the hospital with pneumonia. Uh, her dad, oh. they're waiting on his test, but he likely has it as well. And so just, you think about, I've got another friend uh, that's from Michigan that has been living in California for a long time. He's lost his mom to it. Uh, his dad has it. Um, it's just one of those times where you think about, um, you know, how severe this is for people that, you know, it, nobody wants to ever lose a parent. The world's different after you lose a parent. You got people that they could lose both parents, David, like they could lose both of their parents. Yeah. That's not, that's yeah. not right. You know, um, that's, that's not how it's supposed to be. So, uh, in the meantime, we just lean in together and try to love each other and let's keep our communities. Our communities are deeply connected and have roots in the same, uh, 
way we see the world and what God's called us to. And let's just lean in as we uh, get to yeah. do this together. Anything else we can pray for you besides letting us know if you find room for a spin bike? You know, just just continue to pray for parishioners. It's the same thing where we've had, uh, you know, we had a, a girl uh, who's dear to the church. She's a wonderful parishioner, and one of her coworkers died who was in their 30s. Mm. Um, mm. And that's just, it, you feel surreal because you're not allowed to go to work. But when you go back to work, you're not going to see one of your coworkers. Um, so people are grieving friends and grieving those things. And it's just one of those things where right now we're very grateful within our own parish. Everyone has, who's had it is recovered. Yeah. Um, but it also is a scary thing because we have members of our parish who have cancer and they are very high risk, right? Yeah. yeah one um, of your members is here so, actually um, getting treatment yes. for cancer, Anna Rose. Uh, so uh, yeah. we do these pastoral Zoom calls. So Anna Rose signed up for one of mine. So I got to talk to her and pray with her. And she's at M- awesome. MD Anderson. And we invited people. It wasn't Easter. Maybe it was the week before in the sermon. I invited people to pay, pray for Anna Rose. But just so people can yeah. make the connection. Anna Rose is a part of Ecclesia right now. She's here, but she's a part of your church. And uh, yeah. yeah, we're we're having people drop off groceries for her because nobody in her family needs to get oh. out because she's immune repressed. It's right? amazing. And, uh, yeah. But that just, we're so intertwined in so many of those ways and we're in it together. Um, so sink or swim. And one of these days we're going to swim. So, and I keep telling yeah. people around here, there's chlorine in the pools. I don't know why they close all the pools. Cause I want to swim in a pool soon, but um, nobody's <laughs> listening to me. They closed all the pools anyway. So there's chlorine. The CDC says it won't, you can't get the Corona from the pool, but nobody cares. They still, but if you got a pool and you live in Houston and you don't mind me coming to swim, please call. So I'd love to swim. Um, and, and I can't even imagine, I shouldn't even be talking like that because you can't even open the window and breathe fresh air. So I'm really sorry. And I'm going to pray the radiators okay. stop. I'm going to pray they stop yeah. putting yeah. off heat yeah. for sure. So I'm going to say a prayer for you. I love you. I love your family. Love you, Chris. And, thank uh, you so much. Hang in there. God, I thank you for David. I thank you that. Uh, just as a brother and as an eight, he just knows what to do when it gets uh, crazy. And he writes an anthem that can encourage us. And I just pray many people will share it and be encouraged by it. And I believe that David's going to get through. I believe I'm going to get through. I believe that, uh, that your promise to us is not that this will be easy, but that you'll be with us on the other side of it. And we trust in that kind of Christian hope. So bless my brother and his family and his church. And um, I'm so grateful for him. And I just ask that you Bring them all to full health quickly, just very, very quickly. Pray this in your name. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. David, can you taste yet at all? Or you still can't taste? You know, my taste is coming back. It's not, I only taste salt and spice right now. I'm not really tasting much else. My smell is still kind of gone, but you know, it's all good. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just feeling like there was a point there when I was sick that I only was eating white rice and Gatorade, which was pretty rough. Yeah. So now that I'm like, I'm back on, uh, on meat and stuff, it's all good. Okay, good. I'm going to send you a bottle of wine for when you can taste. Don't waste it until you can taste. So, <laughs> okay. I love you, you man. Taste and then maybe some artichoke pizza from that place around the corner that I love. So oh, much, so. sounds amazing. So that'd be really good. Okay. All hang right, in man. there. We'll talk again well, thank soon. You, Thanks Chris. for joining me. All right. Much love right. to everyone in Ecclesia. You too, buddy. All right. So I want to thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Pray for David. Pray for his community, Good Shepherd Church. And um, it's a great church. Uh, both Michael and David and so many that lead that church lead it well and effectively. And uh, they have a fund. Uh, if you go to their website, 
uh, that's for those affected by the virus in New York City. And I think it'd be a great place to contribute. So uh, until next week, God bless you and dwell in peace. <laughs>